in Alabama Ag and Review for the week ending July 19th. The Farm Bill continues to be a topic in the news. To start us off this week, we have Randall Wiseman telling us about legislation that has been introduced in both the House and Senate to help spur new agricultural research by leveraging private dollars to create charitable partnerships between universities and private entities. The Charitable Agricultural Research Act would amend the tax code to allow for the creation of new charitable, tax-exempt agricultural research organizations. According to USDA's Economic Research Service, farm productivity has risen 158 percent since 1948. That increase is attributed to research by implementing new changes in the efficiency of farming practices and the use of agricultural technology. Now, since the 1970s, though, ag research funding has become stagnant and fallen far behind other federal agencies. So ag scientists are warning that failing to invest in ag research, it could spell disaster for the future of American food security and safety. So the Charitable Agriculture Research Act seeks to address these challenges through the creation of ag research organizations that would work in conjunction with the agricultural and land-grant colleges and universities to conduct research in the field of agriculture. Continuing with Farm Bill News of the Week, Randall lets us know the U.S. Senate has received the House version of its Farm-Only Farm Bill so the process of going to conference can soon begin. The House sent its farm-only farm bill to the Senate, and thus the process is underway so the conference can begin. But being the House version is minus the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, Debbie Stabenow, chair of the Senate Ag Committee, said there's not much interest, if any, in the Senate to move a split bill. We could not pass that through the Senate, nor would the President of the United States sign that kind of a bill. That's not something uh, that has the support uh, as an approach. It would be uh, a very short-term approach that would end the coalition between urban and rural communities that has allowed us to have uh, an agriculture and food policy for the country. But House Ag Committee Chairman Frank Lucas has sent a memo regarding his intention to move forward with the conference on the farm bill. He said while sending the Senate a farm-only farm bill broke with tradition, there is now a vehicle with which to put formal process in place to send a final 2013 farm bill to the president for his signature. And no matter the outcome of the future House consideration of the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program reform, Lucas said his opinion is that conversations can and will begin immediately to reconcile the agriculture-related titles with the Senate. And while Lucas admitted there are difficult issues to overcome, he expressed confidence that by listening to producers and doing what is right, an agreement could be reached and a five-year farm bill be sent to the president in the coming months. Now we turn our attention to fruits and veggies. Sabrina Hill reports improving nutrition by increasing fruit and veggie consumption has been a nationwide movement lately, especially in our schools. And now... The armed forces are getting on the bandwagon of incorporating more fruits and vegetables into their menus. Finding ways to provide more fruits and veggies for the military. Improving nutrition by increasing fruit and veggie consumption has been a nationwide movement lately, especially in our schools. And now the armed forces are getting on the bandwagon of incorporating more fruits and vegetables into their menus. But the produce won't be in the same form as it is at schools and other institutions, since obviously the primary hurdle of having soldiers eat more produce is how to manage storage and transportation. So now new research will help address how troops in the field can have food with extended shelf life that's also healthful by using fruits and vegetables to develop portable combat rations for soldiers. Soldiers. North Carolina State University researchers are infusing protein powders, similar to those found in health and nutrition stores, with healthful compounds found in kale and muscadine grapes. 
The proprietary technology also could be used to enhance other foods, such as drinks, power bars, cookies, and snacks. The University Center for Advanced Processing and Packaging Studies received a $60,000 grant to support the research. In our weekly Getting to Know Your Beef Checkoff, brought to you by Your Beef Checkoff, Randall Wiseman has Mike D. from Pickens County, Alabama, talking about the importance of training retailers who sell beef to consumers every day. Working with retailers so they understand beef products better is an important aspect of the Beef Checkoff. And in this week's Getting to Know Your Beef Checkoff, brought to you by Your Beef Checkoff, we have Mike D., a cattle producer from Pickens County, Alabama. He knows exactly how important training these retailers is. Randall, we have to go back and look at the consumer today. Some of these people aren't familiar with, with the beef products that we produce, and they're not used to cooking at home. Going into the meat markets and teaching those people how to promote our product and how to make it easier for those people to take beef and use it every day at home, they're our ambassadors on the front line. They're the ones that are in contact with the consumer. I, as a producer, don't have that contact with the consumer, and I rely on them to show them how healthy and how wholesome our products are and safe and easy to prepare. And those are my representatives. And somehow we have to get our training to them so they can promote our product for us. And Dee said it's important to catch consumers at an early age. People's diets are set at an early age in what they are going to eat or how they feel for the rest of their lives. We need to convey to those people and educate them on how healthy and wholesome beef is in their diet and what an integral part it needs to be in their programs. And he is someone who truly believes in the Beef Checkoff. Get to know your Beef Checkoff at MyBeefCheckoff.com, funded by the Beef Checkoff. Alabama State Veterinarian Dr. Tony Frazier said they have been getting various questions about the new rules concerning trichomoniasis, so he explains how they affect Alabama cattle producers. Here is Randall Wiseman. Trichomoniasis, commonly referred to as trick, is a highly contagious sexual transmitted disease in cattle. And according to Alabama State veterinarian Dr. Tony Frazier, it's having a negative impact on the breeding herd. We now have a, it's a fairly new rule that requires bulls coming into Alabama, that they're 18 months of age and older, they have to have a negative test uh, 30 days prior to entry. We want them negative by... Uh, this PCR test plus a negative culture, and the veterinarian can do that. It's one swab, one test, but they'll actually run two tests. We want that uh, done on eight, uh, bulls that are 18 months of age and older. Now, that's not for bulls moving intrastate from one point in Alabama to another point in Alabama. They're exempt. And then producers moving bulls from out of Alabama into another state will have to meet that state of destination's import requirements for a trick. Dr. Frazier said for more information to contact his office in Montgomery. Remember, you can find these stories along with all the big Southeast Agriculture reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Daniel Lee with Southeast Agnet's podcast.